You are tuned in to the Faith to Change Your World broadcast with Brother Chidi Ifo. Please listen prayerfully and be blessed. Turn with me to the book of Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. I'll read verse 17. Romans chapter 8, verse 17. Just clearly, this is what the Bible says. Let me start from verse 16 so we have a very clear understanding of what the scripture is trying to tell us. The Spirit Himself beareth witness with our spirit that we are children of God, that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. If so be that we suffer with him, and that we may also be glorified together. We are children of God. That the spirit that we have in us bears witness. It lets you know that we are children of God. And if we are children of God, then we are heirs. What does an heir mean? An heir means somebody who is in place to receive an inheritance. And so we are heirs of God. And we are joint heirs with Jesus. Because Jesus is first of all, the first person who is the first heir of God. And the scripture is telling us here that we are not just heirs, we are joint heirs with Jesus. Because in the palace, you can have people who have different categories of inheritance. But no, he's saying no. You are not just having a smaller part of the inheritance. No, you are a co-heir with my son, Jesus. You are a co-heir with Christ. And that was why it was very important to sow Jesus as a seed. Because whatever you want, you have to sow. If you want to get corn, you sow corn. And so when God wanted to get sons, he sowed Jesus. And Jesus came to the earth to die for our sins so that we can all become sons of God. And now that we are sons of God, we are not just sons, we are heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus. Let's read this in the TLB version so you get a very clear understanding of what this is saying. Verse 16 says, For his spirit speaks to us deep in our hearts and tells us that we are, that we really are God's children. Verse 17. And since we are his children, we will share his treasures. For all God gives to his son Jesus is now ours. All. Not some. And that's why I told you earlier on that it is not having different categories or different degrees of inheritance. It is having the same measure of inheritance that Jesus has. That is what we are called to inherit as believers. That all God will give to Jesus is ours also. And so we are heirs of God and we are joint heirs with Jesus. 
everything that God gives to Jesus, he has given to us as well. He has given to us not having 70-30%, we are having 100-100% with Jesus. 100-100. And this is very important for us to know, but for us to understand the degree of our inheritance, let's first understand how much inheritance does Jesus have? What is the degree of inheritance that Jesus really owns? Hebrews chapter 1 Hebrews chapter 1 I read from verse 1 God who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophet hath in these last days spoken unto us by his son Jesus whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the earth. So, if in Romans 8.17, the Bible is telling us that we are joint heir with Jesus, and that everything that God has given to Jesus is also ours also. And Hebrews chapter 1 verse 2 is telling us that God is the lawful owner of everything. So, it means that we also are lawful owners of everything. In the Amplified Translation, he says, in many separate revelations, each of which set forth a portion of the truth, and in different ways, God spoke of old to our forefathers in and by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us in the person of his son, whom he had appointed Hair and lawful owner of all things, also by and through whom he created the worlds and the riches of space and the ages of time, he made, produced, built, operated, and arranged them in order. But Jesus is appointed heir and a lawful owner of everything God ever created. And God will ever create in this life and in the life to come. Whether they be in the heavens, whether they be on the earth, or whether they be under the earth. Jesus is the lawful owner of everything. And if he is, if he is the lawful owner, it means that we also are the lawful owners of everything that Jesus is lawful owner over. So we must realize that this is what we are called to inherit. This is what we are called to receive from God. Lawful owners of everything. So whether it's spiritual, whether it's physical, whether it's academical, whether it's mental, whether it's medical, whatever it is that you really need, it is yours according to the order of creation. The moment you step into the sonship criterion, in the moment you step into the sonship position by announcing and receiving Jesus as the Lord and Savior and receiving the fatherhood of God, you became a son 
and you became an heir and you became a lawful owner of everything. Owners don't, owners don't have to beg. You can't beg for what you own. And that's why when we have this very explicit, explicit instruction that occupy till I come, it means just go out and continue to dominate because in the first place, all these things are yours. When you have an ownership mentality, you would not be moving around the earth looking for humans to favor you. You would not be looking around, walking around the earth when you should be commanding and taking your rights and your place in God. We need the ownership mindset because where there is no ownership, there is no outreach. What do I mean by that? If you don't know that you are the owner of this thing, then anybody can mess around with you. And then you don't know that it's, it's yours. But if you have something and somebody is coming to play with what you have, let's say you have, you, 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 you have maybe something that, is out, that, that you kept outside, or maybe you have this beautiful home and then people come there and they mess it up and move around and spoil it and then go. And then you are just outside, you don't know you own the home. People can mess around with it and go and you don't have to say anything. But when you know that you are the owner of the home and people come around to do all manner of things in the house, there will, there will be this kind of outrage in you to say, hey, live there, my friend. Why? Because you know that you have access to it. So where there is ownership, there is an outrage. So it means that if you know that these things that you are looking for, the money you are looking for is really yours, then there will be an outrage. You will tell the devil, get your hands off my finance. If you don't know that you own something, the devil will keep toiling with you. And that's how many people live for long. I was in that category at some point in my life where I never knew what I had access to. Where I, I never had and didn't have one, I didn't have one ounce of ownership mindset. I was beggarly. And so I would have to beg for this, beg for that, beg for this, beg for that. Even without knowing that these things in a real sense were actually mine. But when I realized that these things were mine, I refused to live like a servant. And I decided to live as a son. I decided to possess the ownership mindset. And with the ownership mindset, you will keep receiving every inheritance that God has for you. Let me tell you, there are some kind of levels of inheritance you can never receive without an ownership mindset. There are some levels in life you will never get to except you become conscious of your place as a son in God. I learned that from Dr. Bill Winston many years ago that your rich inheritance would come only in proportion to your identity. Means that for you to receive something huge from God, you must have a very strong image of that huge thing from God. What is your identity? What kind of image do you bear? Do you see yourself as a nobody? Or do you see yourself as a son? Or do you see yourself as a standard for others to follow? If we know that we are sons of God and heads of Christ, and heads of God and joint heads of, with Christ, then we will move around to ensure that we follow through the standards and the principles of what God wants us to do.
receive your inheritance. Everything God ever created is for us. And that's why the Bible says that the heaven, even the heavens are the Lord, but the earth he has given to the children of men. Have dominion in the earth. Many people don't understand the dimensions of what they have. But it's important, like the book, the Bible says in Galatians chapter 3, verse 29, that if we be Christ, then are we Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. We are heirs according to the promise if we be Christ. But it says something in verse in chapter 4, verse 1. But it says, Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, differs nothing from his servant, though he be Lord of all. So the heir can be the child. You are the heir already, but you might not know. And so, because you don't know, you live like a servant. Because you don't know, you are placed in 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 chaos. Because you don't know, you don't have access to what you really the rightful owner of. But you are under the tutors and under governors until, until the time appointed of the Father. Even so, we, when we were children, were in bondage under the, under the elements of this world. But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his Son, which was made of a woman made under the law, to redeem us that were under the law, that we might receive the adoptions of sons. And because we are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Wherefore, you are no more a servant but a son, and if a son, an heir of God, through Christ. So you are a son. And if you are a son, you have become an heir of Christ, an heir of God, through Jesus Christ. You are no more a servant like many people want you to see and realize. But you are a son, you are an heir of God, and you are joint heir with Christ. It is very important for many people to realize that this is who you are in Christ. This is the position that God has given us. That we are not just to live as people who are nobodies on earth. We are to live as people who know that they are sons of God. We are to live as people who know that they are joint heirs with Jesus. Have an ownership mindset. Don't be beggarly. It is God's will for us to have the more abundant life. And that's what Jesus said in John 10, 10, that the thief cometh, the thief is Satan. He comes not but for to steal, to kill, and to, and to destroy. But he says something that, I, Jesus, I came that you may have life and you may have it more abundantly. So the more abundant life is the life that Jesus came to give us. Not just any kind of life. But the devil will want you to stick to the kind of life that you already found yourself in. And that kind of life is already a function of many people before you who didn't know that they were joint heads with Jesus and didn't know that they were heads of God. And then they received whatever earth and whatever the people around them gave them. They received the identity that people gave them instead of embracing the identity of God. And they did not know that this is who they were in God. 
The first thing God will first deal with when he wants to work with you is your image. Gideon was hiding. He was a very poor human being, threshing wheat. But he was hiding. And when he was hiding, when the angel came to him, the first thing the angel said to him was, Gideon, you are a mighty man of valor. That was a way of building his image. Hey, don't live like that. You are a mighty man of valor. Because if you have this mindset, you will never go far. But I need you to have this mindset. And then many men in this part of the world will confuse the mindset to be pride. But it shouldn't worry you because you have to have that kind of mindset to be able to receive your inheritance from God. When David went to the field, the battlefield to face Goliath, what did his elder brother say? We know your pride. Why did they say he was proud? Because of the fact that they knew that he was somebody who would not take no for an answer. They knew that he knew his place in God. The only thing he was particular about was, is Goliath circumcised? If he is not, I have covenant with God. I am a son of God, so I should be able to defeat Goliath. Understanding his place on earth. When people panic, I don't panic because I know that no evil shall befall me. That no man shall be able to come near my dwelling. Nothing. There shall be no man shall be able to stand before me all the days of my life. It is very important for us to know this. God wants us to live as people who understand their place in Him. Let me read in the NLT translation. Verse 29 of Galatians 3. And now that you belong to Christ, you are the true children of Abraham. You are His heirs. And God promised and God's promise to Abraham belongs to you. But now he says something. Think of it this way. If a father dies and leaves an inheritance for his young children, those children are not much better off than slaves until they grow up. Even though they actually own everything their father had, they have to obey their guidance until they reach whatever age their father set. And that's why, and that's the way it was with us. And that's the way it was with us before Christ came. We are like children. We were slaves to, this, to the basic spiritual principles of this world. But when the right time came, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, subject to the law. God sent him to buy freedom for us, who were slaves to the law, so that he could adopt us as his very own children. And because we are his children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, prompting us to call out, Abba, Father. Now, you are no longer a slave, but God's own child. And since you are his child, God has made you an heir. He has made you his heir. We are no more slaves. We are God's own children. We are God's own children. So receive your identity. Embrace the identity. Embrace your place in God. 
that no matter what happens, you do not take the identity that people throw at you, but you stick to the identity that God says about you. Men can call you names, but who cares? You should only be careful and concerned about the report of God. You are heads of God. Don't forget the place of understanding your image if you must receive an inheritance from God. That you are an heir. And until you realize that you are an heir, you can never receive your inheritance. Until you realize that you are an heir and embrace it by faith. What God has planned for us to get before the foundations of the world will not come to you. That's why everything you have to get in the kingdom is by faith. To receive salvation by faith. To get your healing by faith. To become prosperous by faith. Everything you have to do, you have to do by faith. And that's why the Bible says four times in the scripture that now the just shall live by faith. So you must remember that faith is the substance of things that are hoped for, but the evidence of things not seen. And you are called to live by this principle and by this spirit and by this power so that you can embrace what God has for you. Thank you for listening. We hope you were blessed. We invite you to subscribe and connect with us on social media as we upload new sermons every week to keep you inspired and strengthened in your faith. You can find us on social media and all podcast streaming platforms with the search words, Faith to Change Your World, or send us an email at faithtochangeyourworld at gmail.com. Get in touch with us today, and don't forget to share this message with your friends and family. God bless you.